I'm Heather, a chaos coordinator and mom of three young kids. Chaos and cookies is literally my life, with never-ending dishes, laundry, you name it. Being a mom is a blessing, but it also comes with hard days too. Together, we can find the humor and real solutions to lighten your load and clean up the crumbs. You're listening to the Chaos and Cookies Podcast. Today we have Keela Raymond. She is amazing as our guest today. She was named a woman to watch by the Houston Business Journal and a member of Forbes Coaches Council. Keela is a trailblazing entrepreneur and advocate for women of color. She has nearly two decades of experience collaborating with organizational leaders to support, align, and further corporate goals and workforce strategies. Her areas of expertise include HR strategy, talent management, organizational and leadership development, and performance improvement. Keela's expertise has been leveraged in many industries and organizations. From a combat zone to a corporate boardroom, she has conquered the HR space. Her greatest joy, however, is helping hidden talent emerge from the shadows. Keela leverages her HR secret sauce to help powerhouse professionals stand out and get noticed in their organizations so they get promoted. Let's welcome Keela Raymond to our show. Welcome back to another episode of the Chaos and Cookies podcast. Today I have a very special guest, Keela Raymond, and she is a career and leadership expert. Welcome. Hello, hello, Heather. How are you today? I am absolutely wonderful. Excited to be here with you and connect on your podcast. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited for the listeners to meet you. We met through Miss Carrie Murphy and through the brilliant event that we attended. And you and I had a, a call and just clicked. And I just love you so much. <laughs> ditto, ditto, right? Well, we knew it was, uh, we, we were probably soulmates if we're meeting at Brilliant and we had Carrie Murphy and her team, right? That's right. Like same <laughs> tribe. And we like talked forever and I just love it so much. And I wanted to share you with the listeners because I feel like everyone should get a dose of Keela. Oh, you're super sweet. (laughs) (laughs) So career coaching is where you, you know, you live in your realm. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do? And then we'll kind of dive into maybe like a little bit of like, tell me about like your mom stuff. Absolutely. Um, So prior to the mom stuff, um, outside of momming, um, I have been in HR for almost two decades now. Um, Literally, like in real life, I grew up in HR. I started out in HR at the tender age of 19 because I joined the Army and I was HR in the Army. People were like, what? The Army has HR? Yes, they do. (laughs) Because they have people. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) They have have soldiers. Compliance. Um, Yes. And so... um, So through my two decades of HR, along my journey between uh, supporting leaders and deciding, you know, who's up for for a promotion, who's going to be, you know, the next levels of leadership, you know, I learned a couple of things um, through helping leaders and through also like talking to employees, you know, because employees come to complain to HR, right? That's what they do. Um, and just seeing a few things, and, um, and, not, and not only did I see it in my profession, but I also realized it in my own personal career. 
right? And that there are so many hidden gems in organizations. Mm -hmm. And generally, it's the hidden talent and hidden gems who are really awesome at what they do. I call them the manager's right-hand man, the uh, team's go-to person. They kind of know all the ins and outs. And they're just this hidden gem. And I like to say that I help those professional powerhouse women emerge from the shadows and stand out so that they can get noticed and promoted. Because that's the thing. They generally are rewarded um, for good work with more work instead of a promotion or, a, or on the um, on-spot bonus. So I coach powerhouse professional women to stand out and get noticed. Oh, I love leverage it. Leverage their verse and leadership skills. Yes, so that's what I do career-wise. Now, mom and mom-wise. Ah. A- <laughs> how, you, how do you uh, deal with compliance and HR at home? <laughs> yes, I do go into HR mode at home, just, just FYI for time to time. Which every skill, every mom needs that yes. skill. <laughs> like, please yes. air your grievances and let's figure out how to go about it. Yes, I do mediate between a four-year-old and a 14-year-old, believe Ooh. it or not. Yes, 10 years apart and they still argue. Oh, go figure. Sure. Oh, man. <laughs> and who always wins? Like, does the baby always win? <laughs> you know what he does. Because <laughs> you probably use the stance you're 14. Like, come on, let this, let him have this one. But the poor 14 year old is probably like, mom, I never win. Yes. 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 You know? Yes. 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 So between mom and and wife and right. So I was like to say that I'm a mom of two wife to only one because you know, that's all I can handle. Oh yeah. (laughs) Right. Oh my gosh. And so how have you been managing at home with working and everyone's kind of, you know, under one roof and it can get overwhelming. Right. And as moms, we try to keep it together and not like flip out. (laughs) And I'm sure you can't do that obviously in your profession because you're trying to be the example and show them like what you can and cannot do. So I guess like, but we take on all that emotional baggage from our children, from our spouses. And then I'm sure for people like when you were in HR, you know, and now your clients and you end up kind of probably becoming more of a therapist, right? (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, in real life, that's what HR is. Right. And then, so in the midst of this year, 2020, I'm going to say, you know, I hear a lot of people saying vision, vision, right? Because that's what 2020 has completely opened our eyes, opened our lenses, gave us, I feel like clear vision on what's truly important right? And where we should prioritize. And I know just personally speaking for me, we chatted about this, you know, the last time we talked, um, you know, I jokingly said, hey, there is crying and chaos. Yes, ma'am. Absolutely (laughs) crying and chaos because, and I say this, you know, as, you know, that type A personality, overachiever, go, 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 um, can take on the world, can handle it all. And 2020 showed me, um, yeah, I'll bring you to your knees, have you crying in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so you can re- like go release all of that and recharge, right? And so in the midst of COVID, in the midst of, you know, supporting, because um, at the time I'm, no, I'm not working now, but I was um, at the height of COVID and supporting leaders and supporting a number of small businesses through COVID and helping their employees. And then, you know, being there, um, a homeschool teacher, right? Mm-hmm. For pre-K and for um, middle school at the time, she's in high school now. It became a lot. 
and it became overwhelming. And that type A personality, you know, we just go, 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 we hard charge, and we never really take time for ourselves, right? Even though I remember professing when I had Alexander, that's the four-year-old, I'm not super mom. I told my husband, I'm not super mom. I don't want to be super mom. I'm going to tell you when I need help. And before I knew it, I was still trying to be super mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, because you don't want to ask. You want to do it yourself because you either don't want to like disrupt the apple cart or maybe it's like a little bit easier for you just to do it because it's like, then I have to explain it and I have to go through all the steps. It's going to take longer. It's fine. I'll just take care of it. Here's another one I think that, you know, we as moms do, right? Because we are very cognizant of our kids and what they need. And they're, you know, if you have more than one, each one is just so different. Oh, yes, ma'am. I have three. I know. Right? And so you're in tune with their differences. You're in tune with the one where you may have to be a little bit more stern, right, for he or she to hear you. And the other one, you have to be way, way soft because they're too fragile to get the sternness, right? And then you also have the hubby, you know, if you have a spouse or if you have a a co-parenting relationship. And because we're so in tune with everyone around us, it's our, it's really our calling as women, right? Mm-hmm. to be nurturers and to help and to support. And so because it's who we are naturally, we automatically assume and think that everybody else does that and everybody else has that skill set. So if I'm, if I'm falling or if I need help, my husband or my friend or my mom or my sister or my manager mm-hmm. should see that and they should come to the rescue and I shouldn't have to ask. Right. So true. Right? <laughs> wow. Yes. That, so the, true. And so, so true. be it in HR, be it at home, right? Be it wherever it is. That's the thing. And that's what I realized when I was crying as a type A person and just with all the strength that I have and how I just muster and, and plow through everything. Again, army vet, right? Uh, I shared that story with you how, you know, when yeah. I had my first daughter, I was a single mom with her. And, you know, I had her on a Friday and I was, because I was in undergrad at the time, I had her on a Friday and I was back in class by that, I think it was a, it was a Tuesday or Wednesday, back right. in class, right? Oh my gosh. And so here I am like crying like seven times in two months and I'm like, <laughs> oh my freaking God, Kilo, what is happening with you? <laughs> You're just what? losing it. Like keep it together, I- girl. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how it felt, right? And I was like, oh Oh my goodness, that's why I said there is crying and chaos. And, you know, whether you are, you know, strong as a nail as I profess to be, or you're not, right? Um, I think, you know, there's this, there's this uh, connotation, right? Or this, you know, mess around crying and tears that a woman is too emotional, right? Or that it's, it's just not a good thing. Because we do know, like, there's no crying at work, right? Like, there's no crying in baseball. There's no crying at work. We're not supposed to cry. Or and like a sign of again, weakness, like you're weak, ex- right? And and, yes. and and then we feel like I can't show emotion because I don't want to s- seem like I can't keep it together when they're kind of, you feel like that's your job. Correct. Correct. And again, like I said, because clearly I counted, like where are all these tears <laughs> coming from? <laughs> where is this coming from? What is this? Because I don't cry. I, that's, it's just not part of my, you know, my personality. I plow through, right? I'm like, okay, what's happening? Let's create that plan. Let's make it happen. And so I, I felt like that was just that moment where my body and, you know, I'm a, I'm a faith-based woman. So God was saying, hey, pause, stop, reflect, sit, look inward, 
Mm. Right. And I think that's what, you know, the tears are the emotions, right? Especially when you have no words and all you could do is cry. Yes. <laughs> and I feel like it's also a way for your body to tell you for women, at least like shake you up a little bit and release it. Because if you hold everything in and you are working and you're doing stuff at home and then now you're that emotional support for all the, you know, your little, your little ones, right. Mm -hmm. And everyone around you, you can't really, uh, address your stuff, but your stuff needs to still come out (laughs) because it's going to come out now in like a crying bout in the closet and you're going to be like, what's wrong with me? You're like, Oh, and then it kind of just, I feel like some women just, and some, I think men too, man, like just yes. these good cry, <laughs> like just cry it out. And then, you know what, <clears throat> pick up your bootstraps and like, all right, I'm good. Cause it's like weakness leaving the body at that point. Right? I would wholeheartedly, I would agree. I would agree. You know, I think about, I kind of, you know, parallel it to rain, right? Mm. Just outside, right? When there is a good rain, right? That's a cleansing. Yeah. Right? And think about it. What happens after the rain? Like things, you know, like dust, right? Goes away because of the water and it's a cleansing of the air. And then, you know, if it's really good when there's a rainbow at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Y'all love rainbows, right? Sure. Reminder of God's, pro- God's promises, right? And that's what I felt like, okay, after all this crying and say, whoa, 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 wait a moment, you know, and just stop taking a moment to reflect and sit with, you know, um, what was happening in the world, right? Hello, pandemic. You know, there was also the, you know, the racial injustice that was happening at that moment. I was like, Ooh, there's a lot happening here. Right. So let's sit, let's sit with tequila, right? What do you need before we talk about the kids and the schooling, you know, and making sure, you know, Alex can read before he's five. If he can't, is that okay, Keila? Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I know. And we have the same age kids and those fears are just there and you want to take those on but you can't control what's, you just cannot control that things you cannot control. You can't control pandemic. You can't control like what's going on in that outside world. That's not your, like you can teach your kids how to read and sit there with them and you can help as much as you can, but you can't control it. (laughs) It is the best other way to say it. And I think that's the other thing that, you know, that that time and that moment, and that's what I want to encourage other moms, you know, be it, be it in a career, be it in, you know, just at home, your personal life, be it in entrepreneurship, right? For me, that, that crying was releasing control too, mm-hmm. right? Because we do, we, we, we plan out a day, you know, we plan out um, our kids and their lives and what their lives are going to be and how smart they're going to be and they're going to get A's, right? And there's all these, these dreams and these things that we want for them. Um, and I got this advice, you know, from a good colleague, you know, cause she was working through things with one of her teenagers and she said, you know, Keila, I had to mourn the life that I had for my kid. And I was like, Ooh, wait, pause, wait a moment. Let's unpack that. That was deep and good. Yes. Because that's true. Like even our parents and even me, and once she said that, I put the mirror up to myself and I said, oh my God, I've created this life for my daughter. And I'm, and I'm creating one in my mind for my son. He's just, you know, a toddler at the moment. Like, <laughs> like I have all these dreams for you. You just don't just, know it yet. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. 
Correct. And, and, you know, like, just like at work, right, I'm coaching you, I'm telling you what to do, what not to do based on the dreams I have for you, right? And then sometimes we do this as, as, as moms, too, based on the dream I had for myself that I couldn't quite achieve, that I think mm. you could do it. Yes. <laughs> right? And so when she said that, I was like, oh, my God, yes. Yes, I have to mourn the, the life that out of her and step into the one that she's going to create for herself so I have to relinquish control right in all of these areas and oh my god Heather you know when I did that when I did that I was able to see you know my because she's in high school she's a freshman now see her for exactly who she is she's a creative she is um you know, she's, she's spontaneous. I'm, I'm moving my body because she's just fluid, right? Where I am analytical, right? I am um, process-driven, mm-hmm. right? And just think about it. That is um, Hades for her to be <laughs> like me. Because <laughs> she, she you know, is her own being. And you might have some, there's obviously some DNA in there and your personality traits, but maybe yes. that's not her strengths and it's something else. And that's really hard for parents to see because you want them to do it the way you did it because you were, or you don't want them to do it like you because you faltered and you want to change it. Mm-hmm. But then there's lessons that can't be learned because like we can't control every move they make. And then it's so hard though. You just want to, but staking a step back and like, letting them go their path but maybe guiding them away from the trouble but if they mm-hmm. gonna keep going it's like well they're gonna learn hopefully not like too bad <laughs> right <laughs> you know, even in that the release again i like 2020 for me was like that's why i love your your podcast i love your business uh, because there is there is chaos, but there is sweetness, right? That's what I think about the cookie part, right? Of your <laughs> you know of your title. There's sweetness even in the chaos and letting go of the control, you know, and putting on my leadership hat even with my kids, right? Because when I lead people um, in every you know in the business or you know I I coach leaders to to lead other people, you know it is about relinquishing control and it's about looking at that person's strengths, right? and building and, and exploiting off of the strengths that they have, mm. not the weaknesses, right? And, and if we think about it, you know, being a career, regardless of where your career has been or just being in the workplace, you know, you always wanted your leader to um, probably give you a little bit of guidelines, right? And say, hey, I have this task. I think you're awesome for it. I think you could do it. Hey, this is the only thing that I need to be done. But hey, add to it and make it your own, right? Sure. That's what kind of we all want right and it's, it's I liken that to I always compare parenting and leadership because they are so hand in hand even though people don't realize it I don't care if you've been a stay-at-home mom for you know 18 years and you're going into the workforce you have leadership skills sure right because leadership leadership is all about influencing others to do the things that they don't want to do hello have you met a 14 year old girl or you know yes. a year old boy who don't want to clean their room right um, <laughs> So, so again, that's leadership, right? Right. That's leadership. You'll use a little bit of authority, a little bit of power, but it's still leadership, right? To get them to, you know, to, to act and move. But that's the one thing that I, again, I realize in the midst of the crying, in the midst of the chaos, relinquishing um, control and being more of a guide, you know, to my kids, 
to my husband, right? Because he leans in, you know, on me in different ways and expecting sure. different things. I, I remember saying that to him. I said, hey, I know you're the head of the household, but I'm the body. I'm the spine. I'm the arms. I'm the toes. I'm like everything else. <laughs> yes. And I, you know, and, and I realized, realized that in the midst of my tears, right? And that's the truth for all, you know, women, whether or not you have a husband with you or not. You know, I remember us talking, Heather, and I remember you saying, like, there's, you know, times throughout the month where it's just you and the kids, so you feel right yeah um like a single mom yes and so that's what I said like we don't um we feel like sometimes we don't want to ask for help but then there's all times we feel like hey you don't see that right you don't see the dishes are dirty you you, you don't see that big pile of stuff of laundry you think you could just step in and help and I've learned like go stop trying to control and ask for the help, ask for what I want, right? And I took my HR skill set into this chaotic moment, this chaotic, but just about two months of my life um, and leveraged some of my change management skills that I use in my HR world, even in my household, right? And with my husband to say, hey, it may not look like I'm failing or failing, right? Like right. Just, just spinning, struggling. But, I, but I am, dude. And that was hard. Yeah. It, it is. And I think you have to also kind of step back. And even if you haven't worked in a formal, like corporate structure, if you mm-hmm. have like a side hustle or if you're trying to understand something, probably at work, you will ask. If you can't figure it out, you'll go to your manager, you'll go to your coworker and be like, hey, right? So how would that be different at home? Shouldn't you be able to go to your spouse or go to your coat like your child or just just like can can you help and ask for help because you would do it in a work situation there's no and and maybe treat your home not like a workspace but like Mm -hmm. a well-oiled machine business-like where it's like things got to get done dinners this business you know kind of thing I wholeheartedly agree and that is true like if you're if you're stepping into a new task um, or, you know, the demand for whatever thing you do at work, right, is high, you will ask for help. You'll go to your leader, you'll go to someone um, and ask for help. And I call it the four-letter cuss word because, you know, especially strong-willed, you know, and I call it like, you know, type A women, we do not like to, to ask, right? And help is not a bad word. It is not a bad word. And I had actually... I have realized that, you know, there was a moment in my parenting where I would say to my, my now 14 year old, um, hey, clean the kitchen, right? Or, hey, can you clean the kitchen? And of course she would do it, roll her eyes, because that's not what she wants to do, right? She wants to be on a Nintendo Switch or she wants to be watching some show or watching people play video games on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yes, I have that to look that's forward to. Yes, you do. Oh man. So- but I've realized that I get more of a smile and more of a, of a, of a can-do attitude. And like, it's my pleasure to do it when I use the phrase, hey, Avian, can you help me clean the kitchen? There's something else I really need to take care of, but I would really love the kitchen to be clean before we, you know, before we go to bed or before we leave the house, wherever the situation is. Can you help me? And she smiles and she goes, yeah, sure, I can help. Because the truth of the matter is, especially us as women, right? We, I feel I do. We, it's, it's part of our calling to nurture, to help, and to support. So be it your, ki- be it your children who are stepping in 
in the midst of your chaos, um, be it your spouse, be it your best friend, be it your mom, be it your sister, be it your brother, right? Everybody is willing to help. They just don't always know how to help. I can remember, and you know, in the midst of my, my fit early in the year, you know, my husband just was looking at me with the deer in headlights. And he was like, babe, I honestly didn't know. Mm. Like, you're so, you're so strong, like, because I don't cry, right? And that's what I knew. And I could say, I, I knew something was off. Game he's like, you're so, yeah. He's like, you're so strong. Like, nothing, nothing about you, you know, changes. I check in, I say, how are you doing? And it just seemed like it, you say, okay. I had no, I, I really had no idea. And when I was just totally vulnerable, you know, crying, I was like, I've had two panic attacks. I was, I was like, oh my God, you know, what is happening to me? And he was like, no, no, no. Like I want to help. And it's, it's been, you know, funny, like just interesting, funny and amazing to see him shift from those conversations to kind of where we are today. Mm. right with him like truly like truly checking in because that, so that was a conversation I had to have right men are just problem solvers they're different than us right like they're like what is it let me fix it and call you and I'm out and I'm like yeah there's a different way in which I need you to communicate with me right and ask me and truly check in and you know just not say oh how was your day it was good like I don't know I'm looking for you to remember what I told you the last time and maybe ask me some specifics and really check in and say how's that going where do you need my help can I you know uh and so again I coached him to what I needed and mm-hmm. what works for me and I helped him and said like hey we may have to you might have to do something different for Amian or for your sister or for your mom when you're talking to them but as a woman right this is kind of what we're looking for at a basement level um but it's been amazing and I haven't cried since then (laughs) (laughs) well I mean that's so powerful though because you are finally dipping into the needs that you need and you're voicing them and you're executing them as well you don't have all these plans like this is what I'm going to do next time and then you don't do it like you're carrying through what you want to do so my husband lacks doesn't lack empathy but he cares in his own way. So what he does is he asks me, um, or not really ask, he tells me like, thank you or whatnot, right? That mm-hmm. to him is good enough. For me, I need a hug or some like connection, just, just like you're doing a good job because words kind of get lost in translation sometimes, or you're kind of not present the whole time because you're women multitask. They got a million things going on. So <laughs> appreciate that he's acknowledging it, but like you might need a different type of that like acknowledgement. And so it's just super important to converse to them. Like, this is what I need to feel appreciated and feel like I'm being heard because I'm not. And then it kind of just like you dip it down, you know, push, push, push. And then you just start to just lose it or you're flipping out on your kid. And you're like, why am I yelling at him right now? He didn't do anything wrong. He's four, he's five. Right. He's just a four year old. (laughs) And, and the patience just wears. And that's really not what it is. You're like, it's, it's this lingering, like, I just wish you'd be more like, do you have, Everything, every mom has this, especially, and we have, you know, kids the same age where you feel unappreciated by them. And you're like, man, you have no idea 
what I do all day. You have no <laughs> idea how much I do for you. Now, is that part of our job as parents? Yes. But you feel unappreciated, especially in those moments where you might be like harboring and then they just give you that look of disdain and you're like, oh, like you don't understand, you don't appreciate me. And then you kind of get down and you start to be upset. But then you are like, you know what? They don't know. Unless you know, that is absolutely right. And it's funny you say that because me and the 14 year old just had a moment yesterday. She was like, mommy, can you bring me to the store? You know, I want to get some, um some soft tacos because I don't like the hard tacos and I want ice cream. And I said, okay, I'll think about it. Let me see. And so I was kind of done with my day and the things that I had planned. And I went up to her room to say, come on, let's go to the store. I'm going to take you to the store. And, um, you know, here she was playing with her game, which the agreement is, Hey, no game until like schoolwork's done. And right. Mm-hmm. So here she was playing and I was like, Oh, come on. How many times have we talked about this? Right. Right. And she just looked at me and she, she, she swears she didn't roll her eyes, but she so rolled her eyes and like <laughs> shrugged her sh- and, and like shrugged her shoulders. Like, like, I don't know what, like, like as if she had done nothing. And like, this is not the 1000th time that I said the same thing. Right. And in that moment, right, like if this was six months ago, I probably would have just blown up Mm. because I didn't have the capacity, you know, for her like not to listen and and just not to respect the rules, right? And that's what I realized in the moment of the crying and the releasing. And it's like, you know what? My plate is too full. I need to create space and create capacity for the things that are important. I need to prioritize. Hence, no longer working right now um, so that I have the capacity to mom. I have the mm-hmm. capacity to wife because those are my most, two, my most two important roles, right? Um, are the things that I'm responsible for, for right now, I feel in my life. And she wrote, she showed, you know, she, she kind of gave that, that nonchalant attitude. And in that moment, I said, that hurts my feelings because I realized that the crying came from lack of communication and trying to control it all, you know, and trying to do it all. And then I said that, you know, it really hurts my feelings. It makes me feel like you don't care. I've asked you this. We've talked about this, you know, at, at, at nauseum, what I would feel. And I didn't walk away with that, that burden of not being appreciated, not being respected, not, you know, and all these other things. Right. Right. Um, so it's all about, I feel like in, in the chaos and mommy, you know, and having the full-time job and now being an online teacher for some moms um, or even the stress and the guilt of, you know, if, if, if some moms feel that of sending their kids, you know, to school for whatever reason, given the midst of COVID, it's about releasing control, right? Letting go and communicating, like not holding those feelings and those emotions, um, for you know, really longer than you should. And you'll know internally how long you should. And it's a practice that I've started doing with everyone in my sphere of influence, right? Like mm-hmm. if, if, if I'm close enough to you where, you know, you're in my, I say top five, but it's more than five people. <laughs> but you know, where you have, you have a lot of access to me. You know, like if you say, hey, I need you and I'm willing to stop what I'm doing to be there for you. When my emotions flare up, happy, sad, I share. Mm-hmm. And I've realized that has done a lot for me in being able to manage and balance, you know, all the various hats, you know, that we wear as women. Sure. <laughs> right. Because it's inevitable. We wear 
many, many hats and it's trying to balance them. It's trying to make sure that each one is getting enough attention without neglecting the other or, you know, getting dusty and you want to <laughs> just, you know, like yes. an analogy there. And I also yeah. feel like I, I, when you were speaking earlier, I don't know why it came to my mind. It's never really, but you said reflection and you were reading my mind as soon as you said that. Like, think about like, if you had all those tears and you collect them all in a bowl, water obviously has reflection. Like you're looking in like a lake or what, whatnot. So mm -hmm. like, if you were to stare back into that puddle of tears, what do you see? How are you feeling? Why that's there and kind of like an actual reflection and just, just like take it in and be like, okay, what do I need to fix? Or did that help? Or what is it really? Like, it's not mm -hmm. about my kid giving me a death stare and making me feel unappreciated. <laughs> it's maybe my right. problem and my insecurity. Like, I just want to be heard. I just want to be listened to and just like be taken seriously and not just be like, whatever. Right. That is, oh my God. Yes. Love, 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 love the analogy. And you know what? This is the other thing that I realized because in the midst of like talking to my husband, you know, when I was going through that moment, I remember, you know, exclaiming these words to him. I just want you to fight for me. Mm. And when I said that, because of course that looks different to anyone, like help, support, fighting, like all of those, you know, those verbs look different depending on who's saying it and who's, and who's wanting the action. And when I said that, it was like, just something dropped in my spirit. like, oh my God, this is not about your husband. This is about the 13 year old little girl. Mm. This has nothing to do with your husband. Right? <laughs> you know? Time to call yeah, like, my therapist. The therapist. <laughs> <laughs> like, I need to go take this elsewhere. And therapy is not to be poo-pooed on people. Like everyone needs just a good old therapy session sometimes. It it absolutely, because it was, it, it, you know, it triggered. And, you know, that's the thing that I think as moms can serve us the most is giving ourselves way more grace than we do. And to realize, you know, just because we birthed these, these beautiful beings, that didn't mean that all of our, you know, our trauma or our triggers were released when we became a mom, mm -hmm. right? If anything, these little, little beings will <laughs> magnify them. Yes. Oh, my like, gosh. They test us, right? And then our fears, right? Like our fears are also magnified through them, right? Because we don't want them to hurt themselves. We don't want them to like not, that's my thing. I don't want her, my children to not be a productive citizen, mm -hmm. right? right. <laughs> whatever we're not, just whatever want the best. Means, right? Just want the best for them. Right. Um, and so just space, that's my, one of my favorite words is, is grace. And I've been giving myself just way, way, way more grace and sitting and being in tune with, Kilo, what is it that you need? Again, you know, we love the airplane analogy. They always tell you to put your oxygen mask on first. That's right. That's you know, right. and I know a lot of moms, and I, especially when I talk to like some of my friends that are first time moms or newly pregnant, I say there's nothing stronger than mom guilt. Nothing. You haven't met, met guilt until you met mom guilt. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. And to miss that, it's but give yourself grace and that's grace to cry that's grace to crumble 
right? That's grace to language control. That's grace, you know, to communicate and just keep doing all of those things. And the more you do it, it's the more practice we have, right? So the more confident we get in saying to our husband or, you know, um, our co-parents that, hey, that didn't feel good, you know, in the future, I need X or I need Z, or could you not do X? Could you not do Z? And even to our children, like to just everyone in our, and even if you're a phone, if you're working on the top of all of this, right, even to your leader, right, exercising your voice and speaking up for what you need in that moment. And if you can see, you know, in the foreseeable future to say, hey, I just need this for a couple of weeks. I just, I need a little space and a little whatever you need just for a couple of weeks or maybe it's a couple of months or maybe like I had to tell my husband, I don't know how long, like once I just have some space, I just have some time, like let's come back and talk about it and reflect on it and I'll probably be that much more aware. Um, and I think too, it also takes it back to, <clears throat> excuse me, self-care a little bit. Like you can't be your best self. You can't be you can't show up for your partner. You can't show up for your kids. You can't show up for your, your manager or your clients. If you aren't showing up for yourself and taking care of you first, and you really have to just, and it's so hard because being a mom, you just, just tend to sleep, just tend to like put yourself last or you just kick it down the curb and to really take a, like block it out in your day, at least I'd say 20 minutes. If you have the time to just do whatever it is, maybe you just need to maybe do a, a good cry because it just, that's your release. Or some people work out, some people mm-hmm. eat, some people sleep, yes. you know, like meditate something, whatever mm-hmm. brings you kind of back to center and just like, you know what, breathe, go outside and take some deep breaths so I can show up. How can I show yes. up today for myself? Yes. Okay. Now that I'm here, how do I show up for others? Yes, absolutely agree. Absolutely oh, agree. I love this conversation, Kila. I love it so much. <laughs> I talk to you all day. I really can I, you? I can talk to you all day too. I love it. I, I love I it so too. much. Yes, yes, yes. And so this was amazing. I love it. And I love that we've been able to kind of have just this real conversation because again, crying is not weakness. Crying is okay. And we need to shift our mindset that, Sometimes you just need to just cleanse, get it out, and then just, we're good. I'm good. Just all yes. I need to release it in that way. And that's that. Yes. So yes. thank you so much for, for being here today. Can we tell our thank listeners you. where we can find you, how we can, what you can help us with, all the things? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, you can connect with me on Instagram at be the spark. Spark is with a C, so that's B-E-T-H-E-S-P-A-R-C, um, as well as at Keela underscore Ray. That's my personal page. So if you want to see my babies, <laughs> go to <laughs> at Keela Ray. If you want to get all type of career goodness, be it, you know, you have been a stay-at-home mom and you're transitioning into the workforce or you're currently in the workforce and you're, you know, you're kind of ready to um, get promoted and do some different things or you need a little bit of career clarity. I talk about all those various topics. Um, so you can find that at, at Be The Spark. And I'm always willing to help, always willing to hop on a, a chat, a call, um, because I do, I just love to see women succeeding and thriving, not surviving, 
but thriving in their gifts and in their callings. So I feel like that's my calling to help other women, you know, just thrive, be it in emerging, emerging as a leader in their organization or emerging as an entrepreneur. I love it so much. Go check Keela out. She's amazing. And if you could even just have a conversation, I swear it will just (laughs) make you so happy. Thank you so much for being here and thank you for listening to another episode of the chaos and cookies podcast. Thank you for listening to the chaos and cookies podcast. If you want more goodies and friends to share them with follow the crumbs, to the Facebook group, or visit the chaos and cookies website to grab my sweet secrets on how to calm your cookies. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review on iTunes. See y'all next week for another episode of chaos and cookies.